Loreheads, and welcome to The League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we're talking about the Storm's Fury Janna, who was released September 2nd, 2009. Yeah. Oldie. Beta. Yeah. Hell yeah. The beta Okay, bunch. so she was one of the original? Or uh, no? I think so, yeah. Holy shit. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not this version, but some version. Of yeah, her. that's fair. Yeah, the version of her that we were were spared nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's she's obviously got gotten a little a little love through the ages, but Jana. I think this was gonna be like my whole thesis for Jana is that she's kind of a weird one <laughs> because she's so old and like the one thing about her that really holds strong, I think, is her kit. Right, like not related yeah. to her lore or her design or her vo. It's just her actual gameplay <laughs> is like so tightly designed and that's why it's always been the same <laughs> that's yeah, true really yeah. no For the most part changes on her kit over the years like very minor things yeah yeah and yeah I'd, she's solid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i had heard that Jana is often picked by people who get filled in the support role i don't know how true that is because i'm a support mate interesting <laughs> i feel like hmm. huh that's interesting i would have thought like maybe sona because you can just kind of i would have also thought sona. i would have assumed lux well, Lux is just hard to play in general, I think. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just some mage, mm. right? Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, someone that's what I like. When someone goes Ari like support, you know they're a mid mage. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we want to give our Janna impressions. Oh God, I already forgot what she's. I play oh, Janna, and I could not for the life of me remember what the fuck oh, she sounded like. Really, it runs through my head like perfectly. I can't do it well. It's like upon the wind, but that was beautiful. Yeah. Yes, it's true. For only two ninety five a minute, I will leave you breathless. That one comes Go out on. of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's one of her classics. Yeah. That was that was one of her old quotes that they were like, "No, nah, we're leaving that in." Solid. Okay. She's got ten quotes. And uh, and this will, who oh boy? So when we do the comparison between old lore and new lore. <laughs> We're going to see how thematic this was with old Janna. I didn't read her old lore. Maybe I should have. You shouldn't have. <laughs> oh, God. Nope. Was she a hooker? No. Oh. Oh. But, but she was... <laughs> she, Mark, Mark and I are so disappointed. Uh, but we'll, well get what, into it. Don't worry. What's the fucking point? <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> so who wants to do an impression of old Janna? Oh, man. <laughs> your, your forecast is... <laughs> <laughs> Just like Bygar almost. <laughs> Upon the wind. I'm whispering loudly. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Mom's in the other room and I gotta do this VO impression at 2 a.m. <laughs> if you uh if y'all Stop haven't listened staring at me like that <laughs> That was the one that killed me. I fucking died laughing. If y'all haven't listened <laughs> to the old Jana VO, so you good. owe it to yourself. <laughs> Do you have it on your phone? Can you pull this up? I, yeah, we'll just, we'll I, just play. We'll just play one of them. I mean, I have the you video. Can seek out the rest the of little them. Appetizer. that Mark put in our Discord. The wrath of the sky is upon you. <laughs> Fuck yeah! That's what we call the, the good shit. <laughs> Oh, the God. storm approaches. <laughs> it was like so. The first line that I heard, it was like 
almost horror movie-esque. Yes. And then the more I heard it, the more it was like a child, like you said, Mark, like yell whispering is more what it sounded like. And it, it's, it gets funnier the longer you listen to it. There's longevity in the comedy, and I really appreciate that. Man. There's a reason that video's got like 200,000 views. It's because when you hear it, you want to, you want other people to hear it. Like, yo, check this out. I, if I, if we ever make like a haunted house for kids to go through, that's the sound that's gonna play to Man. welcome them in. So, oh that, god, so, it's so good. I know. Like, well, this is like her voice. I think this was her voice in the beta, and I think, like you said, John, off air, they knew this shit was bad. That's kind of telling when they're like, <laughs> like TF was pretty broken, but this day one patch type shit like we can't let this get into production <laughs> that's so much amazing so she has 10 quotes right now and one of them is a joke about this bo yeah yeah <laughs> it's really good should i just uh, i never know if i should play it on my phone or like it usually comes out pretty well i think it comes out pretty well on the phone hang on i forgot the alphabet <laughs> j's after b Shut but up. not directly. Do you know what's helping me when I'm going through scrolling through the champions alphabetically now is whether or not we've done them before? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, okay. It was her joke. Okay. Say hello to the winds of <clears throat> I don't know what came over me. <laughs> the coffee and the impression of it is so good shout out i'm so sorry to whoever did the original jana voice you're fucking hilarious i don't, I I don't think that was it on purpose but it was really funny i'm positive that you were following the directions they gave you yeah this is no judgment on you no 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 and they yeah, clearly I mean, edited it afterwards uh, to sound a certain way look i'm certain there are some champions that shipped without a voiceover just on accident right like the fact that she even got one you know no hate. okay we're like seven minutes into this recording and haven't talked about Jana yet aside from her voiceover but that's okay um on the universe page Jana has a bio and two short stories kind of um, yeah mm. yeah bio that's what's linked by anthony birch yeah Birchman, back at it. Oh, okay, you know, okay. He also did the short story, the Deep Breath one, and after reading him, so I was good. not terribly surprised. Yeah, because I was like, oh, these are good. I'm yeah. going to go look. I wonder who wrote these. Oh, look. Yeah. There's some, I'm seeing <laughs> it's a consistency. It's our boy Birch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, thought the, I thought the bio, I mean, I guess, spoiler alert, I thought the bio was fine, but like, yeah. damn, that short story fucking shown. Yeah, I really, mm-hmm. really liked that short story. I mean, the bio, you're so limited on uh, sounding boring <laughs> right it's, it's not boring but you're 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 academic unbiased i guess yeah <laughs> there we go <laughs> all right um i only have notes on the bio go for it so Hit it up. i'm gonna do that okay so um jan has been around since ancient times <laughs> which cracked me up obviously she's like some kind of wind goddess or whatever they never actually specify what yeah. she is but but she doesn't quite have like the some say she's this some say she's that they all agree she does shit with wind yeah yeah Yeah. um so she's first discovered by sailors who would pray to the wind although then she was seen as a bird who transformed into a woman i don't really think we see the bird form much later but that's okay it's uh she always has the bird with her is the thing the little blue bird the zephyr i'm so dumb okay yeah and then they just thought that she was transforming into the bird but they're two different people she might still like that's an end game yeah that's true yeah that's true Okay, um, so she went by a different name in Shirima, but eventually just became known as Janna. Word of Janna spread, and eventually a group of strong supporters were formed, and they were known as Oshra Vazan. 
<laughs> Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Um, eventually an emperor comes around and says no worshipping false idols which I guess is anyone who isn't ascended so Janna's statues were taken down uh, but her congregants uh, were bird amulets instead over time Janna did her best to help people who called to her and as the ascended ruined everything with like their (laughs) shitty stupid wars she protected the city that became known as Zaun uh, this is now the kind of point where Zon collapses, which we've talked about a little bit before. The whole creation of Piltover and Zon. I don't think I realized that it started with Zon, mm. and then when Zon fell, Piltover was built over it, kind of. Yeah, okay. I also learned in this bio. <laughs> Mark's I mean, giving me like a mm, kind of. Kind of. So it, it's on the map, but I never looked at it. I did not realize that the river that cut through was called the River Pilt. The River Pilt, and yeah. And that's how yeah. fucking Piltover got its name. Yeah. yeah. It all makes so much sense <laughs> The pieces, now. they're mm-hmm. all falling together. Yeah. They also kind of said that this, because uh, sh- some of the shit about her bio started in Shirima, and then this became Zon. Was Zon like next to Shirima? Is it a part of Shirima? Or what was once Shirima? I yeah, think Shirima think- spread pretty wide back okay. in the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we saw a little bit of that in Ezreal's bio as he was doing the, like, Shuriman. Um, oh, okay. You know, like that Shuriman, what's it called? Like, uh, crypt or whatever, but mm-hmm. in Zon. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. That's a good, um, that's actually a really good thing to reference here, because that was where he was going yeah, into old, old Oshrazan ruins. Oshrazan, yeah. Oshra? Yeah. Oshra? Okay, <laughs> sorry, I said that wrong. Oshkosh Bagosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so basically what happened, they were trying to create a canal in Zon, and they've done fucked it up. Um, a lot of people prayed to Janna, uh, who was thought to mostly be forgotten by then, but they seemed to remember her right when they were about to die, which is pretty um, real. Realistic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she still came to their rescue. She saved as many as she could, uh, but a lot of people still died. But she still has followers in Zon to this day, or this day in Runeterra now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we get another another real name alert in this bio. Oh, Janna's oh, yeah. real name, John mm. Adam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was a that was a neat neat factoid. Yeah. Also, she was able to hold off the power of floodwaters mm. with just the power of her wind. Mm-hmm. Just imagine what she could have done. To I, the know. Mist. I know. I know. <laughs> I knew I there know. was going to be that that moment. <laughs> put the dollar in the uh, complaining about Rise of the Sentinels <laughs> jar because <laughs> it's like why not we're going just... to Disney after this year baby <laughs> like, it makes like why have it just be they make big fans or whatever they made yeah, instead of Jana you've got it right here here's the actual reason whatever whatever I know I like I saw people complaining that it should have been Jana and I was like okay sure I really didn't know Jana's story so I had no idea that she was like a Zon goddess because there's so much shit going around in Zon and Jana is like a half naked lady. I don't know. She just didn't look like she belonged in Zon to me, <laughs> just based on the For aesthetics sure. of Zon. But anyway, after reading this and what she has done to save people, it is just another frustrating thing that you flat out ignored it in yeah. Rise of the Sentinels. That's just they completely anyone. forgot because she doesn't look like it. So they were going through all their champions, and you know, no one had that fresh in their brain. Oh man! So like, oh, yeah. we don't even need to think about it, right? I'm sure mm-hmm. that's what happened. I, I, mean, I think maybe the people working on it also didn't realize that Janna was from Zon. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's just... Who knows? <laughs> anyway, that's her bio. It was pretty good. It had, like, that old old champ feel, I guess, yeah. of, like, since ancient times, they were a legend. 
Um, and she doesn't really have a person. She gets a personality in the stories a little bit, but little, in the bio, yeah. you don't really see anything of a personality. Yeah. Janet intrigues me because she looks like a serious but kind of boring goddess but then occasionally you get quotes from her that uh, she sounds fucking hilarious <laughs> and like kind of a troll and i really want more of that yeah i feel like they did i say they so i think anthony birch <laughs> did a good job of we talk a lot about how people we wanted to see more from their stories but like we connect with them as a character because they've got so many good in-game quotes Jana has shit for in-game quotes. So all we have is the story to go with her. And I think that, I mean, you do what you can with the bio, but I feel like the short story did a good job of quickly, despite Jana barely being in it, did a really good job of telling you who Jana is. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that speaks to the strength or the quality of the, the writing right with that specific story. And I don't know if you just want to go through it now or if you have anything else to say about the bio. I'm, like y'all, I'm yeah. kind of tapped out because there's, it's very matter of fact, and like a third of it yeah. is about explaining how Piltover even comes into being, which I guess was good at the time. <laughs> I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm not gonna give the synopsis of the short story, but I'll just start out by saying like, I teared up during this fucking <laughs> oh, short story. Sure. If it had caught me at a different time of the month, I would have, <laughs> but I'm in my cold state. <laughs> <laughs> You're hibernating. <laughs> But sure, yeah. Uh, so it's called Deep Breath is the name of it, um, and it's told from the perspective of a young a young Zonite boy. I assume he's like a young adult because he's he has just tried to get apprenticeship. I actually, in don't Biltover. know if this is a boy or a girl. If uh, I didn't specify, I wrote a note. He is referred to as um, my boy. Uh, what does she say specifically? Oh, okay. My boy. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 oh, the that clan. happens later, huh? I wasn't sure if it was like uh the the piltover who was referring to him was like just being condescending just being like whatever i don't like maybe it's a a girl who's being referred to as my boy because probably not give a shit or maybe it's actually a boy okay okay no i uh i got you yeah well a young zonite i guess you know Mm -hmm. um and they are they are lamenting there's a lot of like internal like thoughts and kind of monologues so the actuals what happens are very short um but it they're lamenting kind of how piltover looks down on zon and those who live there and just view them all as like losers and idiots and we kind of learned that they had just spent months you know working to the bone you know dealing shimmer um which is some fantasy drug and zon um just doing everything they could to try and get apprenticeship into this clan clan holleran and they got to the final step you know, they were told, oh, just, you know, you got to meet the, the clan patron. It's just a formality. And they, the, the patron comes in, Boswell Holleran is his name. He takes one look at our Zonite narrator and says, you know, we don't, uh, I don't remember the exact words, but they immediately say, no, we, we don't, don't accept some snipes. Yeah. We don't accept some <laughs> snipes or some rats. Uh, yeah. Um, and as this is happening on top of that, they are back down in Zon and there is a gray out happening. And so, um, that's when the normally already shitty toxic air gets really bad to the point where like you can barely breathe. Um, so the, the narrator is just sitting there, you know, struggling for breath after you know having lost all this stuff that they've tried to do, and kind of starts praying to Jana and talking about how their mother believed in Jana and always prayed to her, but you know, s- still died. Uh, Popper's death, right down in Zon, and the narrator is talking to Jana and you know just going through all of these things that have just are just the, the 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 various pains that they suffer and just kind of outpouring all of it it's just like this one long run-on sentence of like what if like i die as nothing i'm tired of wanting to cry all the time just all these things and all of a sudden the wind 
picks up and just clears the gray out and the the narrator can breathe fresh air and see up into the sky and as they're looking up they actually see that same clan patron who had kind of kicked them out and at that moment Jana sort of uh, just sort of manifests and you know holds them and tells them that you know they're going to be okay and just helps reassure them and as Jana you know leaves she upends the patron in the wind she doesn't like hurt him but she just deposits him down in the zon muck much to the uh, narrator's amusement and that's mm-hmm. the that's the story now i have the quote from mm-hmm. Jana here oh it's so good that, that yeah. made me tear because <laughs> because let's be honest we all need a little fucking Jana in our life <laughs> <laughs> so as the narrator is lamenting all this Jana just comes up behind him and just hugs him and says it might not be okay now you might not be okay for a while and that's fine but someday without knowing exactly when or why or how it happened you'll feel happy she says my face is warm and wet and i don't know when i started crying but it's a relief like the clouds are clearing and i hold her arms and she holds me just telling me over and over that it's okay that she's here that things will be better yeah Yeah, it's cute yeah yeah and i i guess like i like I said, kind of said, there's the actuals. What happens are pretty short, but it's it does a really good job, I think, of making you feel very connected to the just how just how how much suffering this 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 narrator is kind of feeling in that moment, right? And there's a very strong kind of there's just a strong through line of you know this sort of gray out happening and just being kind of overwhelmed by all this stuff and like being almost unable to breathe and just having a general sort of you know, panic attack or, or just a breakdown. And that's what this person is kind of suffering from. And it, it communicates it very effectively. So when Janice shows up and everything starts to feel a little bit better, you really uh, feel that, I guess. You know, it feels like, oh, man, you can get that clean breath, right? You can take your yeah. deep breath, as our, our title <laughs> tells us, right? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know what it is about the location or the people there, but I find it the easiest to root for Zon. I think more than any other location, I'm always like, just let's help them. Let's keep them safe. <laughs> Every short story I hear, they're so about fucking Zon. devastating. Like, but like all the Zonite youth, like I feel like I would get a get a like I'd get along with Zonite Gen Z <laughs> real well. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're very plucky. That's the thing too is that they they they. They do a really good job of making so many of them feel um, there's like a, a gritty determinedness to them almost, right? I don't know how else to describe it. There's a lot of ways. It's very you could, Oliver could, Twist. Sure. Yeah, they're very mm-hmm. like they've been put in a shitty situation, but they're just gonna like they're just gonna fucking make the best of it. Yeah. So if the narrator is a boy, by the way, then this is gay. Another explicitly gay character. Yes, because there's a quick line. Or he says, um, got beaten up a lot. Boy, I love didn't love me back when talking about all the shit they've been through. Mm. So, (laughs) the only thing about this, this gets away from like the, like once I've, okay, so remove a little bit of the emotional impact. Um, the only thing about it is it it does, it makes me wonder more about the mechanics of like how, what can Jana do? Right. And how, how is she, is, is this the, the most she can do? I think I would totally buy if he told me. She's doing literally everything she can. She's stretched to the limit, and like just even this intervention maybe was is like uh, just really t- is a massive tax on her to just do that, you know. Um, I'll be fine. Yeah, because otherwise, it. like, can you just get rid of the gray forever? <laughs> right, that's kind of the, th- the <laughs> question, right? My assumption is that 
it, I mean, it's never explicitly said, but with any kind of like god type character, a lot of their power comes from people's belief in them. Mm. And I imagine if if it's if the belief in Janna is kind of restricted to Zon, which is like a small section of a larger city that is a small part of the world, she probably doesn't have the same power she had back in Shereman times. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I don't know if that's how it works, but <laughs> No, I think, you know, from context clues, if I had to guess, I would guess that's how it's supposed to work, right? Because it kind of hints at that as like, oh, sh- when the Im- when the ancient Shereman empire whatever was falling, Ashra Zon was on. Fuck, I'm never going to remember it. Um <laughs> was relatively well preserved and it seems like that's because she had a lot of followers there, right? The thing about that though is that like in this story, for example, she manifests physically in front of a lot of like a, a crowd of people. They've all saw Jana do that. That would I don't know about you, but like me, that would that would make me like, okay, give me one of those bluebird <laughs> tokens. Sign sign me up for Twitter, baby. Right. <laughs> so what Jana's following is called Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. But um so you know, who knows? It's not like that's a, this is like I won't say nitpicky, but like if you wanted to have her do more, these are things you would need to start answering, I think. Here it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, I imagine at a place like Zon and Piltover too, where there is probably one of the few places in Runeterra that's blending science and magic so closely together. It probably also becomes hard to distinguish between the two for like an everyday citizen. Oh yeah, and where some might see something that Janna did and be like, "That is the act of a goddess." Some might be like, "Man, check out that hex tech." That's you know, that's actually a. Yeah, I would totally be down with that if that's how you wanted to handle that, like answer that you know question. What? And that could be interesting. Maybe in Rise of the Sentinels, it was Janna, <laughs> and they just interpreted it as fans. <laughs> they just went. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be how Riot retcons us. <laughs> God, it's, you know, I'd be. <laughs> and it stopped working just because she, like, went on a break. <laughs> I'm taking my smoke break. <laughs> Turn those fans on for me. I'll be on back in 15. <laughs> All right. Uh, the other story is called City of Iron and Glass. It's mm. by Graham McNeil. Yeah. So, um, so this mm-hmm. one, this one is a lot like uh, Principles of Strength or um, Progress Day, in that it's not really a Janna story. She has the slightest cameo, <laughs> <laughs> the slightest. <laughs> but there's no other champion in there's it. There's no other champion. <laughs> yeah. And it's a good story. And it's so, good. like, it's clear that they felt like, honestly, that Janna part. My my guess is it wasn't even part of the original story. And they're like, oh, shit, we can't even tie this to anyone. Quick, put in Quick. something that has some champion in it so that we can put it on a page so it doesn't get lost forever. That's This is a good story, and I'm glad it didn't get lost forever. For sure, yeah. This is very much like a, a, a night out in Zon. Is, is like if you want to get the, the feeling of being a little street sump urchin, whatever, <laughs> and you want and what it's like to be out in Zon for a night, this is the one to read. Um, I really liked it. Uh but the so so the quick summary is it's following a group of Zon uh, orphans who are out for you know, like a night on the town, and the main one we're following is a, a young man named Win. Like they're really little, I assume like ten ish maybe, give or take somewhere around there, maybe a little older for a few of the kids. Um, but they're they're out. They're going to go up uh, closer to Piltover for the evening. Um, they're going to go see. They all come from an orphanage, and they're going to go see their caretaker, uh, a woman named Mama Elodie. Uh, go perform for the night so the first thing they do is they're they're jumping from a ledge onto the rising howl which we can remember from the uh the blitzcrank story that janky giant elevator thing they're jumping onto the top of that uh 
our, our, our actual POV character, Wynn, would have fallen off, but luckily a, a burst of wind kind of catches him and helps you know, flip him over and push him up. I wonder who that could be. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's probably worth mentioning, too, that in, in a deep breath, she manifests after this. Uh, she's being prayed to, and right before she manifests here, the the kid does scream out or, like, think to himself, like, oh, please, by the... Um, like Jana's mercy. Power of Jana. Yeah, like, by the power of Jana, <laughs> I compel you. Uh, before the gust blows him back up. With your powers combined... <laughs> Come on, tell me she's not Captain or whatever Captain Planet, not Captain America. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. So I think that that lends credence to our she works on 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 prayer juice type theory. I like the I like the idea that she's just like bitter and she's like I'm not gonna help anyone unless they say my fucking name first. You could ask nicely. Say my name. Say my name. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, but or I will not blow. You. Oh my God, John! Can this be your next parody <laughs> song? <go> <laughs> Say my name, but it's not blow you. Okay. <laughs> I I'd, I'd really request a different line. Maybe. I request actually no. That's that, got to yes. be in there. <laughs> but Win survives. Jana helps our our boy Win uh, survive, and so do all of his other friends. They ride up on the ride up. One of them moons the riders. And can I say, this guy <laughs> fucking commits, right? He's like, hey, he Pilties, there's a full moon out tonight, which is already great. <laughs> and then he spreads cheek and slides down the glass. <laughs> really really brought me back. I just imagined a dog scooting on the Yeah, carpet. that's the actual image. Leaves a little snail trail, maybe, because you know. Ew! <laughs> A little skin Look, mark because he doesn't want Right, I love that there is a the, a, a league story with the phrase "ass to glass." <laughs> <laughs> so after that fun event, uh, they ride up. They get off early because they don't want to get caught for doing those types of things. Um, and they get up into they move up to what they call the entresol level. I guess it's kind of where where Piltover and Zahn start to kind of meet. And it's 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 what am I trying to say? I really like the descriptions here. It's it's it really feels very immersive to when they're as they're walking through here. I love that they have like a, they have like a Piltover and Zon fusion food restaurant, which I thought was a neat weird detail. This um, reminded me a lot in its description of like Vegas, where it's like a combination <laughs> of like the trashiest and the classiest. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, that's a really good descriptor. It's like there's couples. I like, would love a T-shirt. <laughs> man. Um, so they, they they they're walking around this. They finally get to the theater that they're trying to get to, and they're not able to get in. They look like you know street urchins, and while they can't get kicked off this level, they also can't the the doorman won't let them in. But they manage to find another kind of entrance. One of the kids scrapes out big old gutters or something like that tubes uh, for extra coin, and so he can help them kind of sniff out. Oh, there's a shared you know pipe. We'll go down that and we'll get in. And they sneak in. And they, they kind of spill out into this sort of dazzling dance. And Wynn and, and this girl, Kez, are kind of dancing with each other. And one of the doormen shows up, but they're they're so used to running away, it's not even a problem. And it starts up, they just start having this wonderful sort of time dancing around and dancing away from this doorman. And just as they're about to get caught, I guess, uh, Elodie, Mama Elodie, kind of comes out and she starts singing. And she kind of casts like a like a song that's also a spell she's very obviously like doing some sort of sorcery and it's like entrancing people and everyone's just getting caught up in the song and loving it and she eventually stops singing and 
that's when the doormen kind of come to get them and Mama Elodie shows up and, and protects them. So they all they all go back down and you know, even though that they're gonna be in big trouble for sneaking out, um, you know, it was a really fun night. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> Did I miss yeah. anything? Very it's kinda good a long story. thing. Yeah. It yeah, it was a long story. I mean that's I, from what I've gathered with Graham McNeil stories, that's kind of par for the course, but <laughs> yeah. they're usually worth the read. Sure. Uh, a few things I liked about this one. Mm-hmm. I I love the description that they gave to kind of, as as they're riding the elevator up, they're looking out over Zahn and kind of in awe about how beautiful it is. And they look up at Piltover, and one of the quotes was, Piltover shone in towers of ivory and bronze, copper and gold, beautiful also but zahn's beauty was lived in mm. it's a very uh very like a zahnite way to to view it i guess like yeah this is this is pristine but like it's like something you know it's like a toy you can't play with mm. zahn is yeah i guess it's like the difference between like a warm cozy house and a fireplace and then like a cold stone mansion mm. yeah sure yeah i mean the in general the way like, like you said, what happens in the story is, is pretty short. There's not even like a really... The only thing that's a little weird about this, just to get out of the way, is like the... Not, I don't know about pacing or like the actual plot is a little... Um, like there's no like real serious conflict. It's just kind of following them on a night out. And you kind of think that it's it might be leading to some specific thing, but it never really comes. Um, it's more just kind of... Immer- it's, it's very much just like immersing them and you, the reader, in just this is what it's like to go through this night in in Zon and what the city's like and in that way it really succeeds i i liked it a lot because while there's no like i mean there's no like big bad like the whole story is conflict for what should be such a simple thing that's true like all they want to do is go to this shared area between Zon and piltover and watch their headmistress sing like that's all they want and what they have to do to get there is risk their lives to get on top of an elevator that they can't afford and then climb through toxic sewers because they're (laughs) going to get arrested if they don't and then find a way through a vent because they won't be let in through the front door and then evade guards who find them when they're in there because they're not allowed to be in there. It's like very much highlights like this one simple thing like how difficult it is for people who are from you know Zahn and at the station that they're at. Yeah, I mean that's a really that's a really good point. Honestly, I hadn't kind of thought about it necessarily <laughs> in that way. I was kind of like looking at it from a more like uh, I don't know detached maybe or more like um, you know I'm just looking for like a, a traditional sort of narrative structure. I guess I might say, um, but it's a really good point. I think it also maybe it's just speaking to the how well realized the characters are and that these are things that to them are very commonplace, right? So you know talking about escaping the guards are like oh we can get away from the wardens these guys are not even a fucking problem so it's just fun right it's just fun to try and like have these guys try and catch us um so you know it's a it's a, it's a really good perspective to have on it i suppose but um, honestly after like all of echo stuff i was expecting something really horrendous to happen to all the children <laughs> so i was just relieved <laughs> when they were all alive right not even one of them died yeah that's true that's nice. true <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, I guess that's a good point as well, is that, like, this is a very... This to me really captures that feeling of, like, 
kind of like being a kid, you know, and especially from the mm. perspective of maybe being older where it's it's really fun. They're having a, a really fun night, probably one of the most fun, beautiful nights they're going to have. But there's all these sort there's a little bit of darkness kind of always kind of t- at the edge, right? Like his brother makes a couple times to know he's got a cough and he's coughing up something that's brackish, like maybe like blood, right? Or like like, you know, something that's really bad. One of the other kids is like older and he's kind of he's kind of an asshole, but they kind of make a note that like, well, he's going to He's a little older. He's going to have to leave the orphanage soon and go figure out what the fuck to do in Zon, right? Just all these little things kind of remind you, like, this is a very fleeting thing, right? I don't know. But it makes yeah, it all the yeah. more sweet, right? It's very beautifully done. And they talk about um, Mama Elodie, too, which, for the record, calling her Melody yeah. on the nose. But yeah. <laughs> go, go at it. <laughs> uh but they, they mentioned that she said that she was like an, an Ionian princess. And while we don't know kind of the, the veracity of those claims, it is pretty clear that she is probably from Ionia. Um, one of the things that kind of caught my attention early on when they were crawling through the pipes to get into the, the Zonite Piltover area in the first place, they kind of like started groaning. And um, they were like, why, like, why is the mountain groaning? And uh, she said, nobody knows. Mama Elodie once told me the rock was still sad about what happened when they split the land to make the canal. She said that every now and then, when the rock's sorrow gets too much, it sobs. And that's what shakes the earth, which is the most Ionian thing <laughs> yeah. in the world. I didn't even think about that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. That is that is very nice, subtle, little world-building stuff. I, I like it also because it's also telling us, hey... It's giving us facts, right? It's telling us, but it's doing it through a little more of a showy way of like, hey, by the way, there's all these aftershocks in Zon. And I like, like, they were climbing, when they were climbing into the, the theater through another pipe, um, Wynn, is that his name? Were? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. It's kind of wondering, like, I, I he asks, like, hey, what's going on up ahead? He doesn't get a response. Like, what happened? Did they just, like, fall out on the cliffs? Did the rocks just shift and just crush them? Like, what's going on? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, that's a really good point. You know, Mama Melody in general is like the weirdest part of this as much as I kind of like her because I feel like she is what Seraphine was going to be and then something oh happened. Like someone said, yeah. hey, what if we did KDA instead and that just fucked everything? <laughs> I like, I put in my notes that Melody is the Seraphine we needed but not the Seraphine we deserved. <laughs> I don't know. I think I would say we should definitely put a pin in this and come back to it after mm. Seraphine because like like listener you have to understand when you read the story she is she's like cast she's doing all the things that i know seraphine does which is like not only is she casting magical sing songs but everyone is feeling like the sense of togetherness and everyone's feeling like happier and it's talking about how afterwards after she sings like strangers are like going up and like embracing and like feeling unified which i'm pretty sure is exactly what seraphine does right am i wrong like, oh. yeah no I, th- I think that's what she does it's disappointing that Sarah like because it does kind of sound like that's what happened and I think Seraphine is a fine idea for a champion but she was like overly marketed I guess and she gets so much hate for that still yeah um, I don't that's know very polarizing marketing yeah. for sure yes I mean I really like KDA and all of that but it did feel like she just popped right out of KDA and was like in Runeterra now yeah but that's a whole other That'll be the whole Seraphine episode. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it's a, it's just, you know, it's all this detail. And then on top of the, like, the other thing as well is that she mentions, like, her mother 
sing like the songs that she sang is an old Vestayan song and that her mother knew them all. It's like it's a lot of mm. details and a lot of connections and things for like just this random one off character and abilities. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a little weird. Right. <laughs> It seemed, yeah, it definitely seemed like there was something playing. Yeah. This probably was initially, yeah, like a melody story. Oh, and maybe. then they and then they decided to do Seraphine instead and changed everything for money reasons mm-hmm. and threw Jana in. I don't know. I, or unless Jana was in there as like a kind of little a little nugget for like the melody story, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Threw it on Janet's page. Of, <laughs> yeah, uh, it sounds like it was written for a whole other champion for sure. Although I, I do that. remember when this one came out. I actually remember, I'm pretty sure I was still at Riot at the time. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they plan champions for a very long time sometimes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Also, I don't know if this was just me, but every time I saw her name, I couldn't help but think, Melody. John. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! It was just you. <laughs> Tip of the augment. Just yeah. me. Oh. <laughs> That's now, anytime shit. you meet someone named Melody, you're gonna go Melody. Melody. <laughs> A few other things I liked about this, kind of on the topic of world building too. Uh, the the quote right before they climbed in the air vents: "Only marks go in the front door." <laughs> Barry's on. <laughs> yeah, they've got another one where he's like, uh, he's asking if something's the case, and the guy says, "Oh yeah, sure as gray follows day." And I was like, "Ah, eh, yeah, <laughs> nice, solid." Yeah, I always like when they um, sneak little idioms in and stuff like that. It yeah. feels really real. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think w- it was Graham. Was Graham McNeil also the Progress Day one? I think so. We had mentioned the idioms a lot in that one too. Yeah, I was. I, um, I was thinking about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, also, for the record. Here's a few things that youths do for fun in the sum. <laughs> oh, yeah. One, make it to the top of Old Hungry without dying. Two, cut purse a barren man. Three, ride the howl. Four, play knock and run with stilt walking sump scrapers. And five, play hook dodge. <laughs> <laughs> Is that with Blitzcrank? <laughs> oh, maybe. I'm very bad at hook dodge. <laughs> <laughs> he always wins. <laughs> yeah, it's no wonder that uh, Echo is, and I guess Jana are both just worked to the fucking bone, man. Oh my god, right? They need to like, they need to partner up. <laughs> I was, I had that that thought exactly. I was like, I would love to see some weird interaction between those two because they're they're both doing very similar work, right? In the same space. Yeah, yeah I would think that Jana would really love and appreciate Echo for what he's doing. Yeah, yeah that would be great. Oh, like he's rewinding yeah. and then he sees her like on. Like some rewinds, or I don't know. You could you could do a lot with it. Yeah, all I'm saying. it would be nice if like maybe Jan is not affected by the rewind, or yeah. she actually remembers yeah. it, and she's like, "Why the oh. fuck am I doing this?" Because she's again? a weird spirit, God <laughs> thing. Yes. Oh yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really fun. There it she's is. like, "Who the fuck is turning back time?" <laughs> you should stop right now. It's very confusing. <laughs> Next story, please. <laughs> I've been living this day for twenty <laughs> fucking days. Uh, uh. Air hog day. anyway (laughs) I regret nothing (laughs) Uh, she's also mentioned in the whispering doodad oh is she yeah we just Uh, read this didn't we to be fair she's in the whispering doodad just as much as she's in city of (laughs) (laughs) hey she farts on that kid in that story here in the whispering doodad she's just mentioned Ew, Mark. No, no, no. She, w- she she helped him and saved his life and all that jazz. <laughs> she might have farted on him. They just mooned a bunch of people. Yeah, we don't know how her or actually they were. She does kind of a trickster sense of humor. Yeah. 
Yeah. She does a little bit, actually. Yeah. That's true. She so, could just like plant that sense kid of justice. very delicately, but she upends him instead so that he has to kind of scrabble for a hook. <laughs> uh, which he cuts his hand on a rusty hook. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy that He's, tetanus. We, one of them probably did die now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, they were crawling through green slime on hands and knees. Uh, Toughens uh, you up. We didn't get the sequel where they're at the funeral <laughs> to one of the children. Um, so, oh my god, I hope we don't find out that he's one of the pictures on Echo's wall. No, stop no, no, it. No, no, they fine. all lived happily ever after. They're fine. <laughs> he's the one with the goggles, isn't they he? They help overthrow you know the pilties. <laughs> fucking lie. Uh, um, so whose story was the whispering dude out again? So that was, we read it with Darius. Draven. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, Draven. It's like a Lulu, or Draven, yeah, sorry. It's okay. like a Draven, Lulu, Tristana. Yeah. With Ivern. We keep talking about it. Obviously, Ivern is <laughs> yeah, the narrator, even though it's not explicitly called out. That's when we just talked about it was Ivern. It's such a good story. Mm. Yeah. And the, the quote that references Jenna is, it sounds like the winds are speaking, passing secrets between the trees. Maybe they are. You can never really know what the winds are saying. Well, maybe the bluebird of the seas knows, but she doesn't roam far from the sunken city these days. Mm. Interesting. I, I didn't pick up on that when we read that, actually. No, I mean, I didn't either. I'm sure yeah. Swinton looked it up. It's like, oh, hey, she's mentioned here. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting, though. Maybe it helps inform a little bit what kind of, like, what she is. Because if, if we assume this is Ivor and maybe she's another kind of spirity, deity-esque type thing, whatever he is. Yeah. Yeah. So those are those are all of the canon Janna things. She's mm-hmm. in several cinematics, uh, a comic, but they're none of them are none of them are actually canon. Yeah, they're, they're mostly world cinematics, really. That's well, weird. Yeah. Why is she in so many? She got a lot. She's of, played a lot. I yeah, guess. <laughs> I assume she got a lot of play. Well, I assume like season one, two, she might have gotten some a lot of, of play. Yeah, some of the seasons. She's not really. She hasn't been in the meta for a little bit. I think. Yeah, yeah. doesn't stop me from playing her, but. <laughs> So she was in Ignite, which was the 2016 World Cinematic. Uh, now, this song was by Zed, which was very confusing <laughs> for me, who had never heard of the musician Zed. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't either. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the time. So this one basically just highlights top plays from worlds from over the years. Um, and I feel like this cinematic in general is very underappreciated because it was the first cinematic following the Imagine Dragons <laughs> um, one, which was much beloved since worlds collide which came out in between the two never actually got its own cinematic so this was like the first cinematic and everyone just compared it to imagine dragons and shit on it but mm. it was fucking fire john yeah. really wants to defend the ignite it was good <laughs> no it uh, I, it, uh it, it has i think it has certainly stood up you know funny enough yeah. worlds just started and they just dropped uh you know burn it all down or whatever and i care mm-hmm. for ignite way more <laughs> i don't think i do but mm. That's okay. I liked. We like all the world songs, though. I guess that's fair. Like, world really songs. Like I liked the message in "Burn It All Down." It was it was <laughs> what we need right now. <laughs> <laughs> we really needed a song called "Burn It All Down." <laughs> we should play it for uh, Demacia. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, Jana is featured in the cinematic for getting cross map sniped in in the year one <clears throat> world championships. Oh, okay. Okay. By uh, Ash. Yeah, by mm-hmm. Ash. Um, it's happened to all of us. It has Listen. happened to all of us. <laughs> uh, she's also in Road to the Cup, which was the 2013 World Cinematic. This was the one that was animated by a bunch of the animators from Studio Mir of Boondocks and Legend of Korra fame. 
Um, and this features Mistake from Taipei Snipers as Janna. Um, so in this cinematic, like a bunch of players are doing their signature champion signature moves to try and climb to the top of a mountain where the Summoner's Cup is at the top. Also a pretty cool cinematic. Um, she was also in Make History, the 2018 mid-season invitational cinematic. Uh, she doesn't do anything exciting. She's just in it. <laughs> I haven't heard MSI called by its full Christian name. In a really long time. <laughs> I was like, the, the what? The what? <laughs> the mid-season. Oh, he beats MSI. <laughs> uh, and finally, she's in Burning Bright, the Star Guardian cinematic where we meet mm. the first crew of Star Guardians. Important to note, not first based on time just first based on when we met them <laughs> i always forget she has a star guardian she has so many fucking skins dude she has a lot of skins yeah which is why my au notes are so long yeah <laughs> let's let's power through the rest real quick well let me hop into the old lore real quick oh okay that's true so the <laughs> as good as the new lore is the old lore is just as bad <laughs> Uh, so I'll, I have the entire old bio here, so I'll just kind of read it real quick. Originally an orphan growing up in the chaos that is the city of Zaun, Janna worked out what living she could on the streets. Life was tough for the beautiful young girl on her own. The rampant magic that characterizes Zaun was the first and most alluring tool which Janna realized could both protect and elevate her. As many magicians do, she discovered that she had an affinity for a particular type of magic, the elemental magic of air. <laughs> she mastered her studies of air magic in a matter of months, almost as if she was born of it. Janna went from a street vagrant to an avatar of the air virtually overnight. <laughs> Seeking to right the injustices in the world, particularly the insanity that has become the city of Zaun, Janna has brought her ethereal skills to the League of Legends. Yes. <laughs> he said it. He said the lie. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> So that, that is her old bio. She also has three appearances in the Journal of Justice. Why? No shit. Now, Damn. let me tell you, they are not good. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I'm reading. I just All read right. the first line of that first one. Volume I'm... one, oh, issue Jesus. five. I'm ready. This is by the same person who wrote that, like, Jack's hitting on the waitress I'm ready. story. I'm ready. You know it is. Lay it on me. Jana's ex leaks revealing lingerie photos Whoa! of her. Oh my god! <laughs> Jana is forced to withdraw from the public Whoa! eye while her public relations team works with the league officials. League officials are pissed. And to be clear, they are pissed at Jana for this. Jesus. They say... Regardless of the source, Janna is a representative of the League of Legends. She should comport herself as such at all times. <laughs> We're still deliberating on our next course Man. of action. Wow. Oh, That's boy. Wild. The Yo, I, you know what I love? You know what I love is that this is also the same set of summoners who are like, oh, yeah, that occupation of Ionia. That's chill. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> they're, com they're, they're occupying. Another 15 years. <laughs> 15 but you years. showed a titty, Janna. You showed a titty and someone saw it. Mm -mm. That's. I mean, that is this wild. is realistic. It's usually women who get ostracized Man. when photos of them are released. However, to the boy who wrote this, because you are a boy, for sure, um, I'm real sorry about what happened with your ex, but it is your fault that she's mad at you for what you have done. <laughs> Man, that's... Now, you were clearly going through something when you wrote this down and thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Now, I'm going to make a call out here, mm -hmm. and this is not to... Uh, 
I guess, excuse any of the future stories either <laughs> that we're about to talk about. <laughs> but I will say the Journal of Justice in particular did have... Um, the way that the newspaper format worked was that some of the writers were specifically writing for certain factions. So there were... Um, kind of like in wrestling, there were heels mm. that like all the stories <laughs> okay. they wrote were them being dicks. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was clearly a series of stories by one of those heels. Um, Interesting. Which does not excuse the subject matter, but just to give context, I guess, to some outdated shit. Uh, volume one, issue seven. This was a started with a reader letter. Uh, the reader writes in to say that healthy bedroom activities are beneficial. <laughs> And testing shows that they actually provide short-term boosts to magical capabilities. He was kind of writing in to be like, hey, why did you give Jana shit? That's fine. For the record, his summoner name was Munchlord. Oh, um, God. And then the original... I can already see his profile picture, <laughs> right? Uh, and then the original kind of article author, author wrote back and said... Um, first of all, he, accuse, he accuses the letter writer of being on Jana's public relations payroll and derisively says... Like Janna's getting down to be a better champion for the people? Nice try, my friend. But this smacks of some serious propaganda. For you folks at home, this is the kind of hype you can expect to see whenever a champion gets themselves into the kind of embarrassing trouble that Janna's most recently found herself in. There are always experts who will come to the rescue so that what might otherwise be identified as questionable behavior can be dismissed without further thought. You be the judge. <laughs> a yuck. I kind of like... <laughs> I don't know. There's something about this stupid idea of like an asshole reporter who I kind of like, but I don't know where he fits into League as it sits now. He was Noxian for the record. Right. I mean, sure, right. Because <laughs> back then, he would have been. I mean, if you're trying to use this to say this is not good to slut shame women, you didn't do a good job of it, I guess. I don't know. This isn't framed well. I don't think a woman approved this. Not framed well. It's a wild. Uh, it is a wild story to decide to tell through like something called the Journal of Justice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and just like dude, we don't need this in our League of Legends lore. We don't. And like, wh- where in Runeterra did he leak these lingerie photos? They don't have phones. Was he just like, did he print them <laughs> he out and like start taping them on like fucking trees and shit? It's like, stick like how did he spread these? <laughs> Yeah, like what? There's no. Uh, the J is like, backwards. Get, there's no. Are there cameras? I'm so confused. Fuck if I Did she get man. like a painting done? They're helicopters, I guess. Maybe there are cameras. I'm Maybe sure they've just got cameras. some bullshit magic. I'm just Dude, cu- There's no internet. Great. There's no internet though. So how did he get them around? I like the idea that he just like he got onto he a really Paul tall building it. and then like threw them all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's ironic. Jana could have used the wind to blow them all away. Right. This is really all her fault. <laughs> Now, finally, she has a third appearance in the Journal of Justice where they decided they ha- they can't let this story go. <laughs> we need another follow-up. Volume of course one, we do. Issue 12, five issues later, they ask, revisit what was the, the scandal. The, the amount of time between these. Yeah, the first one was uh, five and then seven and then 12. Jesus. So they revisit the scandal to let people know that the... They specifically let people know the pictures are still in circulation, folks, because uh, once something's been leaked into the world, it stays in the world. Uh, they go on to say, though Jana's standard battle outfit is rather revealing, 
Polls show that this champion has become a favorite of many with traditional values. <laughs> to show the world that she's still worthy of their adoration, Janna has chosen to take on a goodwill tour to help with the poverty-stricken areas of Zahn that she once called home. Janna had this to say, As a public figure, I have come to realize that I no longer have a private life. I'm undertaking this quest to remind people that I'm still the same person they've come to love and support, and to remind myself to be that person in every situation. <laughs> I just, so that's all, Jenna, folks. Uh, God. <laughs> Man. I don't know. Man. I don't really have an explanation for that. Just that whoever did that and whoever approved it should feel like a deep, deep shame <laughs> forever. <laughs> Man. That's fair. You done fucked up. Aren't you glad that, like, don't you wish that when we went to go read these League, like, stories, instead of, like, this beautiful little like emotional thing about somebody being comforted don't you just want to read like terrible fucking tabloid <laughs> gossip instead <laughs> isn't that what you miss <laughs> like you're just waiting in, in line to check out at fucking H-E-B or whatever you know, I, I do feel like that anytime someone's like I miss the journal of justice I'm like do you remember the journal of justice <laughs> As much as we, we all bitch. know it was cute that, you know, Blitzcrank had a dating service, but it also had this. <laughs> oh, man. I guess we can't complain too hard about the league lore of today. <laughs> <laughs> they really have improved it. Well, two steps yeah. forward, one step back, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and then you did Rise of the Sentinels and fell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, she is, uh, Jenna is also mentioned in the Harmonies issue two comic, where she shows up in a poster on Seraphine's bedroom as Star Guardian Jana. As we mentioned, Star Guardian exists in the, uh, in the KDA yes. alternate universe. Mm-hmm. I don't much like the real universe <laughs> exists in the KDA <laughs> alternate universe. I was going to say, I'm trying to remember, in this one, is it that Star Guardian is like an anime? Is it that it's like a it's manga? It's an anime, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wild. I can't keep track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now let me let me take you through some also not canon, but a little more up to date AUs. That don't have tabloid. <laughs> yeah, there Sorry. are there are no uh there are no leaked pictures in any of these AUs. First one is Guardian of the Sands where powerful guardians stand watch over the tomb of an ancient horror so that it may never threaten the world again, but they may already be too late. Uh, This one is Guardian of the Sands, Janna. Janna, the Desert Gale, ancient guardian of the sands, we invoke thee to protect us from an evil of our own making. Let no man tread upon these hollowed grounds, lest your sandstorms consume them whole. That's kind of cool. I like I like Gale of the Desert or Desert Gale, whatever they call her. Yeah, that's a pretty cool name. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a nickname. I'd take that. <laughs> now she's also part of Immortal Journey. Long ago, in an ancient land, many souls gathered beneath the gods to test the limits of their power. Foolish and arrogant, brave and just, their journeys are written into the immortal pages of history. Now, this is the one we talked about, I think, with Aurelia, too, where it's kind of like a Journey to the West type tale. So this one is Sacred Sword Janna, which, for the record, she's actually immortal in this. She is immortal, oh. not immortal. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. She is immortal in this one. Uh, Janna is the guardian of an ancient sword made of the purest jade. 
hidden at the bottom of a silent lake. Those who wield this weapon are granted immortality, and so she must remain steadfast in order to protect it. Uh, and this one actually also has a short story associated with it called Where the Heavens Meet the Earth. And it's actually, I guess, short story. It's more of like a poem. It's a beautiful poem, actually. Uh, I guess. Doesn't Did it rhyme? rhyme? Doesn't yeah. rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> said the P word. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> This, uh, this talks a bit about Fiora and Master Yi's quest in this AU, which is to find the Jade Blade that Janna protects. Hmm. hmm. Kind of Galadriel. They want immortality. Right? Isn't she like yeah. Lady yeah, of the yeah, Lake, kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Now, she's also part of Battle Queens. Once fractured by endless warfare, the collective queendoms of Elysia have realized the true nature of their world that the magic holding their fantastical plane together is maintained only through conflict. They have thus allied through the unifying conflict of the Grand Coronation, though some alliances are beginning to show cracks. Oh no. This one's Battle Queen Janna. Hailing from Ori, floating high above the tournament, Queen Janna quite literally looks down on the whole affair. But without a champion in the Coronation, the magic that brings long life to Ori's reclusive population will fail and so Janna descends for yet another showcase exhibition of her power anything to protect her people this one also has a short story associated with it called Battle Queen's Crest which uh, basically just outlines the storylines of the five queens that are fighting in the tournament uh, and for Janna's part in all this she just basically comes down talks some smack to Kiana and then <laughs> destroys a bunch of buildings that were housing monsters that were probably going to be sicked on her or something oh okay <laughs> well you said a bunch of houses I was like well damn she really took a turn yeah. in this one but <laughs> fuck your houses <laughs> now they've got like manticores and shit in ooh them. shit it's pretty cool now she's also part of Hextech now at the forefront of science and art, Hextech has evolved from its rudimentary beginnings into a modern renaissance of intricate artificial life forms capable of free will. Skilled artificers lead the medium into a bold new future. But what will it bring? None can say. This one is Hextech Janna. Practitioners of Hextech science have historically benefited from the core crystalline matrix's more esoteric properties. Janna's long exposure to such raw materials famously granted her the power of limited flight and the ability to control the wind. Hmm. This is good deal. such an old splash. Yeah. Very old splash. <laughs> this one's weird because it, it's it's almost just like another old Janna bio. Like, yeah, this was the version two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. And of course, she's got a harrowing skin. This is bewitching Janna. I love this one. It's Janna's favorite season once again. When dark spirits rise from the earth and hidden troves of candy are enjoyed by all, don your best disguise and ride into the night, for the witching hour is upon us. Oh, spooky. How apropos. Very spooky. <laughs> now, she's also part of Victorious. Now, these are just skins that are awarded to players that hit a rank of gold or higher. And so there's... I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh there's not a whole lot of lore to speak of for these skins, but I was reading through the Janna thing and a few of the others, and I just realized how much all of the skin blurbs just sound like an announcer at a fashion show, <laughs> which I fucking okay. loved. So here's Victorious Janna. 
Armed with a crystalline staff and the best Damasian <laughs> armor, victorious Janna unleashes epic gales to blow her enemies away. I have a few others from champions that we've already covered, so you can kind of see this in other champions, too. <laughs> this is Elise. Spin a wicked web for your enemies in gold-trimmed armor and deep purple robes and <laughs> chuckle as they struggle. And, uh, and this one is Graves. The most wanted outlaw in Bilgewater boasts of his years of skillful heists by wearing the finest regalia money can buy. God, I can just... Oh, my God. First of all, no, he doesn't. <laughs> God, I can picture it so well. Fuck. As they walk the runway. Somebody make that cinematic. Oh, <laughs> right should do that if they ever make these skins viable. They have to fucking do that. Ooh, they never oh, would. Yeah. That would be like that would cheapen the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, they don't do that. They've got a they were pretty pretty hard rule against that. Now, second to last, she's part of Star Guardian. Now, Star Guardian follows the story of a group of high school students who choose to become cosmic protectors and must battle cosmic enemies threatening the universe. However, they consequently learn of the anguish and perils associated with their newfound roles. And every Star Guardian has a familiar spirit accompanying them. Uh, some familiars turn into the Guardian's weapons, while others just uh, aid them with channeling their spells and abilities. Janna's is named Zephyr. Mm. Mm. Little bird. I uh, know this is Star Guardian Janna. Soft-spoken and sometimes distant, Janna serves as mentor to her younger team and gently guides them towards a true understanding of their destiny. While she rarely offers information about her mysterious past, her poise and quiet strength are deeply admired by her Star Guardian teammates. Now, there are a lot of short stories associated with this. Yeah. So, uh, I'll do the super quick one. So, New Stars is the first one. This basically just teaches us a little bit more about what it means to be a Star Guardian. Uh, and here are a few fun facts. So, in the beginning of all things, the Star Guardians... Um, the Oh, sorry. The first star gave its light to create the universe... Uh, new worlds were born, and with them, warriors imbued with the light of the first star. Now, these protectors are supernovas, blazing bright, yet destined to collapse as furiously as they burn. They are the Star Guardians. Uh, and as a Star Guardian fades, their powers reborn in new protectors. Uh, star, Gar star Guardians are chosen for their strength and resolve, but above all, they're chosen for their courage. And it often signals a cataclysmic battle elsewhere in the universe when multiple Star Guardians are chosen to serve at once. Now, this one was interesting. Uh, Star Guardians must familiarize themselves with the customs and rituals of a planet in order to blend in with its inhabitants, dispelling any suspicion about their true nature. Hmm. Which kind of threw me off, because I thought that they were just students who became Star Guardians, but apparently they're just Star Guardians who then... I guess join planets and try to learn about the culture. Yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they kind of run a little contrary. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Star Guardians uh, can only defeat the darkness that spreads across the universe if they stand together. They will fight as one or fall as many, which has some real big lost vibes here. <laughs> you know, stick together or die alone. <laughs> now, there's also the Starfall story. This is basically just Lux and her team of Star Guardians, including Janna, going on a team-building retreat where they meet Ari and a team of other Guardians, although they don't realize they're Guardians at the time. Uh, the camp's attacked by darkness, and the two teams fight together to defeat it. The end. Yay. Uh, and then we've got the Slumber Party, 
where Lux plans a mandatory Star Guardian meeting. Lulu, not realizing she meant her team, invites Ari's team, because they're also Star Guardians. Why not? Uh, they show up. Things are awkward. They're like, don't get along. But then they do get along. And then they have a slumber party. And everyone lives happily ever after and becomes friends. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> and then, finally, the Twilight Star, where the Star Guardians are it seem to be just out playing at a playground when they're attacked by Zoe. She attacked with bubbles. Janna blows them away. You know, like wind does. To bubbles. <laughs> uh, so they manage to fight Zoe back, but Louie gets hit by... Lulu gets hit by... Uh, <laughs> ah, Louie, Louis, no! Louis. Louis, no! <laughs> Get out of the way, Louie! He was the, the best of us all. The bubbles are coming. <laughs> I'm popping here. <laughs> that went off the rails real fucking quick. Don't ever make a mistake while reading. <laughs> Lulu gets hit by a bubble... <laughs> And has a vision that she, although they don't know who she is, is coming. They decide they need to contact Ari to get more information, but that's when they find out that Ari disappeared after the slumber party story, which we know as the viewers disappeared directly into the events of the Light and Shadow cinematic. Yeah. Mm. Now the final AU that Jan is a part of, most important day job <laughs> oh yeah this is each skin a- represents champions and their daily job routine and this is forecast Jana. Jana has survived the market downswing in televised news for at least the last decade but even in her relatively cushy position the viewers are getting older and the weather is getting freakier might it might be time to put her meteorolo- me- 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 meteorology degree <laughs> oh, wait <to> good- <laughs> <laughs> Meteorology agree <laughs> to good. Ye- God damn it! <laughs> I do agree with your meteorology. Like the sky <laughs> is the last line of that. <laughs> yeah, this is forecast, Jana. That's what he's trying to say. forecast, Jana, folks. It's forecast. It's forecast. <laughs> Jesus, are you rest, okay? rest now, soldier. <laughs> you have you have completed. <laughs> Mischief managed. <laughs> uh, now, I, I feel like at the time when this came out, this was really exciting because she was getting a different voice over. Um, was it like really uncommon at the time? There wasn't a lot that got a bunch of unique quotes to go along with the voiceover. Yeah. If someone did get a voiceover, a lot of the time it might be they like they'd add a new filter yeah. to okay. it. Okay. Um, there were a few. I mean, there were champions at the time yeah. that had voiceovers. Like I knew uh, Pulsefire Ezreal kind of got a whole. That was a really big deal. Rework. That was a big deal. Yeah. But, but yeah, this was a it was a good one. Um, especially I think this one was a big deal too because like Janet. I mean, we saw how many quotes Janet doesn't have a lot of quotes. Yeah. The majority of her quotes are in the. <laughs> forecast Janna yeah. skin. Yeah, she has she has way more quotes yeah. with this skin. And they're very funny. And just the that, weather frankly. voice is so good. Oh, it's true. I did. Right. There was actually one quote that I wrote down for forecast Janna. This seemed very on brand for me. Uh, we can edit that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is Janna live at Summoner's Rift. Hopefully I stay that way. Eh. This is Jan- Oh god, I didn't mean to play it again. There's also there's a fun thing where if your team is Nasus, Warwick, Rengar, and Nidalee. Her opening quote says, I'm live at the scene, and it's just cats and dogs here. (laughs) Wow. Does it have to be all of them specifically? I think it has to be all. 
I don't know if they've added more over time. I think so, because I feel like I've heard her say that. Like with Yumi or something. But that's a very specific team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Mm. also got a real sassy. It looks like there's a low chance any skill shots are going to hit us. (laughs) It's really good. That skin is great. Yeah. I think, like you said, Janna was a wild pick for such a like such a really uh, impressive skin i guess i would say so i think that's what yeah. drove a lot of the uh hype around it maybe and i think we talked about this before too but little little fun factoid for forecast Jana: i do the whistling in her dance <laughs> oh yeah son yeah i don't i don't know that we talked about that before no. but yeah well that i was... do <laughs> <laughs> um i feel like that came about because you knew the voice actress Faye, who did Lulu, yeah, and when asked, somebody asked her, "Do you know anyone who's good at whistling?" She was like, "I sure do," because John <laughs> would just whistle around the office constantly. Yeah, I know just so, the motherfucker. They, I think they, yeah, I know just the piece of You're shit that'll get songs stuck in your head. The thing about John's whistling is it blends into the background so well that suddenly you're like, "Why is baby got back in my head?" And it's because John was fucking whistling. <laughs> <laughs> He'll incept ideas into your brain by whistling them in. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so I believe what they asked you to do was they wanted to do singing in the rain, yes? Yes. Originally they brought me in to do singing in the rain, just kind of like a straight version of that. Because if you look at her dance, that's what she's dancing to. Mm-hmm. She's dancing to singing in the rain. Uh, so if you're ever noticing why, if you're ever wondering why that's also not the song she's whistling, it's because we couldn't get the rights. <laughs> <laughs> I went in there and I did a whole recording session and I did a a bunch of variations of singing on the rain too. So I did it straight and then I did a bunch of like, you know, just, you know, slight variations on the, on the melody. Um, couldn't get the rights to any of it. So then they brought me back in for a second recording session and they sent me what was at the time a, and I don't think they ever actually released this with the game because I haven't been able to find it anywhere, but they were like, oh, this is a this is a song for Chogath Eats the World that we're going to be releasing. Mm. Uh, do you want to whistle this? Want to like do some variations on this instead? So I laid down a few variations of that tune too. Laid down those sick whistle beats. Laid down some <laughs> sick whistle beats. Uh, and yeah, they just kind of chose one of those. And then they didn't end up, I, I don't think they ended up using that song for Chogath Eats the World. So now it's just kind of a mystery song. I feel like on the forums, a few people were like, what is that song? Mm. It was going to be Cho'Gath Eats the World. <laughs> that is interesting. I, I had kind of forgotten about the Cho'Gath Eats the World thing. That's a really neat little now, um, detail. Will you do the whistle for us now? Oh, God, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, you whistle all the time. I know, but not on camo Whistle Baby Got and Back. Not on camo <laughs> I can, <laughs> I, I can cut around it. you want me to just do the Cho'Gath Eats the World? Yeah, the one that's in the game. Okay. <laughs> I gotta sit up straight. Okay. Me, 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 me. No, John, <laughs> you don't use your voice. <laughs> Yay. Thanks. Here's what my whistling sounds like. Fuck. I thought I'd be able to get one whistle out, but I couldn't. I just a Jana impression. This, this is point. our blowing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few fun facts about Jana. Okay. Shoot. She's voiced by Aaron Fitzgerald. 
Nice. Number it, one. Except for that whistling part. That was, except for that whistling that part. That was Johnny D. Johnny D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's one of the only champions in the, I think the only champion in the game that can shield a turret. Yes. And it will grant you a kill if the turret gets the last hit when shielded. What? Yeah. I don't think I realized that. Does it? it I guess it, it makes you sense. the kill kill? Yeah. I guess if no one else... Does it... Okay. Well, what if someone else hits it? How does that work? You know? Like if they've got a kill mm, tag on them. I think if someone else attacked them... We'll have to test it. it but you surely yeah, get we'll an assist or something, right? <laughs> oh, I'm For sure. sure. Uh, Jana's original surname used to be Windforce. That must be your full name, Jana Windforce. Jana Wind. Oh my Man. god! God, what is it about Jana that like they just can't? They had a real serious creative rut with her. <laughs> I don't know what the deal was. <laughs> they put all their effort into her kit, which was so good that it's still the fucking I, I same. Fucking but know. everything else, <laughs> Wind Lady, fuck. <laughs> uh, Jana Windblow Lady. The game That's is getting into production literally right now. <laughs> What should we make the voiceover? Just make it like, ooh. <laughs> I wish that's what it sounded like. Just a fan blowing it. It was more like this, so make her sound like this. I'm Jenna Windforce. It really does sound like a Vigar impression, frankly. <laughs> it does. It's like somebody's whispering a, a Vigar impression. Yeah. I really love it. Anyway. Janna's uh, also responsible for single-handedly shielding Zahn from the Darken War. So, I mean, that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, yeah honestly. She's like, fuck these Ascended. <laughs> uh, and finally, Alistar and Amumu can be seen in the tornado in the forecast Janna skin. Um, I don't think that's Amumu. <laughs> that's Timo, huh? That's Timo. I meant Timo. Oh. <laughs> I wrote down Amumu, but I feel like as I was writing it, yeah, I don't know. I meant Timo, and it just came it's okay. out of Mumu. It's okay, hon. I'm so sorry. This is Riot riding the wave of people hating Timo a lot. Mm. Oh, yeah. Which they do a lot. They love that shit. I mean... And you know what? I fucking love Timo. Say. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> That's why all the Although, infographics had amount of Timos killed them. <laughs> I will say we were playing against Timo last night, and every time I ran into a mushroom, I got it. I remembered. Oh, yeah. Still. You forget until you play against one. You're like, oh, I'm he's fine. He's, he's adorable. <laughs> and then you get one shot <laughs> when he's split pushing bot lanes. <laughs> one of his goddamn mushrooms top. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho, those are my Jana fun facts. I think that might have been Very Jana. Nice. I think so. I would like her to get a. Uh, I'd like her to get a visual and VO update. Leave the gameplay yes. untouched. But like you said, she doesn't read Zon at all, and I don't know how you want like I would do something that was maybe like a mix of Sharima and Zon that would be a cool way to kind of tie in the the old and the Ooh. new yeah kind of like a combination of like the Sharima skin she has the Guardian of the Sands and then the Hextech skin yeah, <laughs> yeah like just that. mush those together cool. <laughs> yeah. just mush them together and then update the Hextech one because I love it but goddamn that splash art Hex Guardian Janna ooh yeah. love it well that's Janna thank you for listening we post these on YouTube and we have a Twitter it's at Loreheads um, and join us next week. Uh, we're heading back to Demacia to talk about the exemplar of Demacia, Jarvan the Fourth.